0: Let's bat around some banter.
1: Twins. Twins.
0: The Score North Twin Show on Score North and Score
1: He is the general manager of your Minnesota Twins. It is Thad Levine. Thad, thanks for a few minutes. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm
2: doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: By the way, if you need to hang up with us at any moment because you're engineering a deal before the trade deadline, feel free. Just say, guys, got to go. Tell us what the trade is before you hang up so we get the breaking news and then just go and take care of business, Thad, all right? Well, now that you mention, it, I'm actually
2: getting a call on the other line, but I'll just put that one on hold for a second.
1: No, don't do that. We don't want to cost you something. <laughs> Thad, if wanna...
0: you're gonna make a trade, then I mean, by all means, we can let you go. We don't want to cost you <laughs> Bumgardner. We don't.
1: We don't, don't want to do that. We don't want somebody to take that call before you do. Thad, let me let me ask you this: as as a general manager and as somebody in a front office, and and it's not your first go around in, in a front office of a major league team that's that's in a playoff hunt. Things got real comfortable there for Twins fans for a while. I think the lead got to about 11, 11 and a half. And I don't want to say that all Twins fans are hitting the panic alarm now, but some are, and to say the least, the rest are less comfortable than they used to be. As a general manager, do you ever have the luxury of getting comfortable because your team is so far up, or is that just not your mindset?
2: It really never is. I mean, I think you have to have the utmost respect for the competitors that you're fighting tooth and nail with to, to get to the end of the season. I think we're also just so aware of how long this season is. But I think one thing that's transpired as the season has unfolded here is, you know, when you, when you are the team that is the underdog, the team that doesn't have a ton of expectations heaped on top of it, it's a little bit easier. It's easier to chase down your foe. And I think even though we've been in first place for the majority of the season, it probably wasn't until about, maybe June 1st or so, that the national writers started talking about us as a team to watch. And I think at that point, expectations shifted onto our shoulders. And I think that's where your real character develops as a team and as a championship-caliber team. When you're being chased and when you're being hunted, it's a little bit more tiring and a little bit more exhausting. And so that's where we are right now in this part of the season. We're trying to redefine ourselves as a bona fide contender in the Central, not just as kind of a acute co- team on the come up, Uh, that is trying to threaten the Cleveland Indians. We're now trying to hold them off, and that's quite a different challenge. And I think our team is going to certainly be up for it. The the race got a lot closer in the last uh, two to three weeks. I think that makes it all that more exciting for our players and for our fans.
1: Talking with Thad Levine, Twins general manager here on the Score North, first place Twins show. Thad, when we when we talk about the trade deadline getting closer, do you? I know that there haven't been a lot of moves, but in terms of the the activity, the phone calls, and and I'm sure you talk to other people in front offices around the league. Is it heating up sooner and and the wheels starting to turn a little sooner and a little faster than usual with the single trade deadline now and no waivers after July 31st.
2: I think it's a great question. We're all trying to like live that in the moment right now to just see how things are going to unfold. I, I do feel as if, uh, in June and in, in the early part of July so far, it feels a lot like a seller's market, which is to say that I think the the teams that are willing to sell and to be first to market as sellers, they're asking for quite a bit in return for their, for their players rentals and otherwise. My expectation is that we, as we get closer to July 31st, it may shift a little bit. The seesaw may, May shift a little bit more towards the buyers where it may become a little bit more of a buyer's market as there will be more defined sellers on the market uh, when teams have to make a little bit of an earlier decision than they they did in years past. Teams in the past have been able to play the month of August and make adjustments to their teams through the waiver process and making acquisitions. Then they're not going to be able to do that anymore. So I think, uh, you know, teams will have to make decisions. The teams are kind of in the mid range right now that are flirting with contention. uh, They're going to have to decide whether they're going to make a pushed push in or if they're going to, to hit, take a step back, I think at that point there'll be a lot more clarity on the market and there may be more opportunities to buy. So we're, we're being patient right now. Uh, at the same time, we're in constant conversation with the clubs to understand exactly what the asking price will be to improve our team. And I think we'll be ready to strike when we feel those deals are ready to be to be had.
0: Dad, take me through the, the process of how Um, how your, your plan over the course of the, you know, the first half of the season, if you will, can change, um, depending on, you know, how the team is performing and, you know, maybe some injury that you may have to deal with, um, over the course of the season. We've seen, um, a couple of members of the team just deal with a few things here or there in the last few weeks. But as you're approaching the, the trade deadline, how much of that, um weighs in on uh any moves, any potential moves that you may make uh but by july thirty first.
2: Well I think as you guys can probably appreciate in the off season when we're not playing games we lay out plans that we feel could be productive towards playing in the playoffs in the upcoming season and almost never in my career have those plans gone to, to plan. It's always, you know, there's 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 an adjustment to be made. Uh, this this season adjustments are all are abound, whether it's a few injuries that we've sustained in the season guys stepping up that maybe we, we weren't fully expecting to do as well as they have. Uh, but then there's also the team performance. So, you know, I think when we spoke this offseason about plans for 2019, we, we talked about our off season planning was we were trying to improve the 2019 team as best as we could uh, without necessarily doing harm to the teams 2020 and beyond because we felt that was the window really for us to succeed well, we may be a year ahead of plan. And I think that, that in and of itself really drives our decision-making this year. We have to be willing to make adjustments. We have to honestly look at our team and feel if it's ready to strike right now. If it is, we can't miss on those opportunities. So I think a lot has changed from this offseason to now. A lot has changed from, quite frankly, June to now in terms of what our, our needs may be as a team. I think we do feel very strongly that the, the offensive unit has, has been a real contributor on this team. Our starting pitching has done great, and our bullpen continues to battle. The next line of defense we have that we are constantly trying to mold, uh, both in the big leagues and in AAA, may be a little bit more rich on the offensive side than it is necessarily on the pitching side. So I think we're going to be continue to look at opportunities to bolster our pitching uh, and then hope that our offensive pieces start getting a little bit healthier. You referenced it a little bit earlier, but we've sustained a few injuries here heading into the All-Star break. We are optimistic that those guys are getting healthier as we speak so they can hit the ground running come the second half of the season.
1: When you say, and we're talking with Thad Levine, Twins GM here on the Score North First Place Twins show, when when you say it's a year ahead of schedule, would you admit or say that you guys are surprised by how good this team has been as a whole in individual performances on the roster? Because I've talked to other GMs and front office guys in the past, and they almost never want to admit that. They always want to project the utmost confidence in the guys that they have on the roster, and I get that, and there's a number of reasons why you would do that, but... Are you guys surprised by how good this team is and some of the individual performances on this team throughout the first half of the season?
2: Well, I guess I'd first ask how many people are actually listening to the show to see if I'm willing, really willing to be totally honest.
1: <laughs> Nobody. It's just us, that Just us. No. Okay. Well, it's just the
2: three of us talking. Yeah, just us. Uh, you know, I I think we had optimism around this team. We we saw the core of this club perform well in different spurts in 2017 and 18, and I think. Something that we've said uh, this off season is that between our core young players, some of them took steps forward in 17 and some did in 18. Very few took steps forward in both 17 and 18. So I think we saw a vision where these guys could all take a step forward together, what could be achieved, and we thought we could be a real contender in the American League Central. Now, to be fair, we had not seen that yet. So I think there's some level of excitement, enthusiasm, if you want to say surprise. I think that's fair. Uh, around this team because we're we're seeing something that maybe we had not seen before, which was kind of this young group of players galvanized together at the big league level. I think we've uh, you know been able to benefit from the impact of some really key offseason acquisitions. So it's not just been our young core, but it's been this group that we brought in from the outside, some a little bit of a veteran presence, and then the stabilization of a starting rotation. I think has been significant and can't go without notice. So I would see. We're we're pleasantly surprised with how the team performed, but I don't think this is out of left field uh, because I think we've seen all of these guys perform at this level at some point in their careers. Just them doing it together is what's made this team so special.
0: So Fab, when you get closer to the deadline, it's it's uh, I think yeah, it's literally three weeks away from today, July thirty first. Um, how much does how much does what other teams, other contending teams? Around certainly around the American League, and you, I, you know we're thinking about the Yankees and the Astros. Obviously, come to mind immediately. How much of what they may do in the trade deadline or in the trade market uh, determines what you guys may do, or how aggressive you guys might be, or do you guys look more internally of what's going on internally with the team um, as a sort of a deciding factor of how how aggressive you may be as the deadline approaches?
2: So I, I think I'd answer that a few ways from from kind of like a real big picture sense, when we're we're going into the deadline, I think we have to look at how the team's performing both both just from a record standpoint but also a little bit more sophisticated. What are the underlying metrics suggest? Are we exceptionally lucky? Have, has every ball bounced our way? Or do we feel the team is as good as the record suggests? And so once we make that judgment, which I certainly think we feel this team is every bit as good as the record indicates, and then... Well, we've had some good fortune, you know, the run differential certainly indicates that this is an extremely strong contending team. So that's kind of the first, list, first list, missed test for us. But then second, I think we're a little bit more focused on what we identify as things we can control. So what we feel we can control is trying to play home playoff games and how do we achieve that? And we achieve that by winning our division rather than entering as a wild card entrance. And so I think our focus is to still Really respect the Cleveland Indians, the rest of the American League Central. How do we figure out a way to get to the end of the season where we are in first place in our division so, so we can play home playoff games? What, what the Yankees and Red Sox and Houston Astros and Texas Rangers and Anaheim Angels and Oakland Athletics and all the other playoff contending teams Tampa Bay Rays do is somewhat out of our control. Uh, we, we aspire to play those teams in the playoffs. But first things first, we want to establish ourselves as a bona fide contender in the American League Central year in and year out and unseat the Cleveland Indians.
1: Thad, doing what we do for a living here on Score North, a lot of what we do is speculation, especially with a team as good as the Minnesota Twins and the Major League Baseball trade deadline coming up. We speculate a lot, and we throw around a lot of names that we'd like to see you guys go out and get, but we also then have to throw out the names that you'd give up to go and get those guys. And I'm not going to name any names, because I know you can't operate like that, but there are certain prospects we bring up. People go, no, 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 that's a non-starter. We're not trading that guy. Do you you guys operate with untouchables in your system or on your major major league roster, or will you listen to just about any offer?
2: I I think the way we view it is there are a number of players that we aren't going to call another team and include them in a deal. But certainly I think our job is any time a team picks up the phone and calls us and says, hey, would you talk about so-and-so, is to at least understand what we could get in return for that player. I think that's our obligation to our fan base, I think that's our obligation to our team, quite frankly, is to see what we can do to to put the best organization together for the foreseeable future. So there are a number of players I would say that, you know, neither Derek, myself, Rob Anthony, we're not going to pick up the phone and call another team and say, hey, do you have interest in this player or that player? But if they're calling us and saying, hey, we're, we're offering you some of the best major league players in, in the game, would you talk about this young player I think we at least owe it to our fan base, our ownership, and to our our team to at least entertain those conversations and at least flush them out internally before we just objectively say we're we're not going to trade those players. Come come heck or high water, by by definition, there there are players that we probably would trade almost every one of our player for if they became available in the marketplace.
0: Is this an easier time, like a week like this, All Star Week, where the team doesn't play for? For a handful of days, is this a little bit easier for guys like you and you and Derek, where because the team isn't playing games right now, at least not until Friday, that it's it's a little bit easier to focus on what the plan can be for the next couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. The working in baseball is such a blessing. I would say the two weeks of the year that are a little bit slower than most is the All Star Game and then the week of Christmas to to New Year's where I think the the rest of the industry kind of respects the fact that this is the the few opportunities to get away, recharge your batteries, connect to your families. And so I think there's a lot more internal conversations than maybe external conversations during this time, which is not to say that uh, between Derek and myself, we haven't had a few conversations with clubs, but I would say the majority of them have been more with our scouts, with our analytics folks, as we're trying to devise plans so that when we get back to the office on Monday – we're hitting the ground running because we expect as we start winding down the last two weeks of this trade deadline, things are going to start heating up very quickly, and we're going to need to be very nimble and ready to act.
1: Thad, one more for you and more of a, a big-picture baseball question than, than the Minnesota Twins specifically. During the All-Star break, Rob Manfred, Justin Verlander, us here on Score North, and and baseball fans and pundits everywhere. There's been a lot of talk about the game itself and, and rules changes, juice baseballs, whatever the case might be, to 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 make the game more entertaining and draw in more fans. Is that something that you ever even consider, or are you just focused on how do I win baseball games?
2: No, I, I you know at the heart of this, uh, we're all fans first and foremost. I mean, we're we're blessed to work in an industry. Uh, about a sport that we absolutely love. I mean, nobody's a bigger fanatic than the guys who work in the front office. So, uh, believe, believe it or not, we, we spent countless hours in the office talking about our own vision of how could the game change for the better and what types of things would be really true progress in the game and that may endear the game to the next, the next generation of fans because I think we all remember so fondly going to games with, with our parents or grandparents when we were kids and being so, enthusiastic about it. and so we're trying to recapture that for the next generation of fans uh you know in twins territory and across across the united states and canada so we're, we're right there with every fan trying to come up with some of those ideas we, we just have the forum uh and the good fortune to be able to meet with rob manford every year at the gm meetings and sometimes throw a few of those out for discussion and you know i think he weighs those things very heavily and i think that's certainly something he's focused on day in and day out but but certainly, the guys in our front office are spending countless hours on that.
1: Thad, you want to break any news before we let you go? Did you get a text or anything finalizing a trade? Do we have anything to announce here? I, I got a text from my
2: wife saying, I'm, uh, "Come on inside. We're going to go grab some lunch."
1: Okay, that's and that's I, that's a transaction I don't of sorts. Code for
2: anything. <laughs> but I, 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 would, I fully expect, fellas, in the next next couple of weeks, things will really start reaching a fever pitch. If you if you look online and the many websites that track these trades over the last couple of years. Usually in around July 15th, July 16th, things start rolling a little bit, and we start priming the pumps. And then once it gets into the, the 20s of July, things start really heating up. And you start having deals every day, and then certainly in the last 72 hours, things become fast and furious. And we're, we're going to be ready for that, and that's what we're expecting.
1: Well, Thad, thanks for the time. Great job, and congratulations on the first half. Now let's, uh, let's finish the job and, and close out these Indians. We appreciate it, Thad. Appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: Look for specially
2: marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.